0: Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe.
1: Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? It's going
0: good. I missed you this week because I was in Raleigh and Wake Forest and. Yes, you were. And Rocky Mount. Yes. And you were in Nashville.
1: No, I wasn't in Nashville. I was in in Birmingham. Birmingham.
0: Sorry, Birmingham. I was.
1: I was in Birmingham. Yes, so we like, checking out the checking out the the spots where yes, we're gonna be. We'll talk summer. about that
0: here in just a second. Yeah. But um so we were like ships in the night. We just missed each other. You flew this way, I flew that way, and we we crossed paths but didn't see each other. So that's that yep. kind of stunk.
1: There you go. I hope it was a good uh hope it was a good trip for you.
0: It wasn't, but it's okay. Okay. It was my birthday this week too.
1: Happy birthday. I did send you a message. Yes, you did. That you said, did. happy birthday, um. And I saw you got a lot of social media love on that. Um, big. I did. Br- is this a big one, Jonathan? No. This is a big birthday?
0: This is just a regular one.
1: Okay. So. Not a not a milestone. No,
0: nope. No, I haven't hit that milestone you hit a couple years ago yet. Thank so, you. Appreciate um,
1: that. Was not going there, but all right.
0: <laughs> I still got a couple years to go. Yeah. But this was uh, it, we we went and uh, had. Dinner at one of my favorite places. I was traveling with Dr. Rainer on my birthday. So So where'd he, you go? Uh, we went to the Angus barn and it was just mediocre. What? Yeah, I was shocked. I don't know. So I, oh, I was disappointed. I Dr. Rainer was disappointed. We were both like, we've had better here. Yeah. So I was a little little sad. But
1: that is sad. But it was
0: okay. We got to see your boss. We went to see Art. And uh, we did an event in Rocky Mount. So came back. But on Tuesday, the day before my birthday... It was a full day because so went down to yeah. Birmingham, did a site visit down there, and then had the double words that night. We'll talk about the double words later in the show. Uh, but had all that and then flew out on, on Wednesday on my birthday. But Very busy you were day. in Birmingham for a site visit. I was in Birmingham for a site visit. So, Amy, tell me your thoughts.
1: So one thing that is going to be is once we are down there at the meeting, on the day of the meeting, everything is kind of right there where you can walk to it. There the... Hotels are connected together. Um, There are some good restaurants right there by uh, the convention center. Oh, and by the way,
0: speaking of which, Baptist Press meal this year needs to be at Tejas de Brazil. Just going to let Sean and them know that. They can start budgeting for that now.
1: Well, I'm sure that they're going to make their decision not based on what we suggest.
0: Well, that's what I suggest.
1: Okay, well, you can suggest that. But if it doesn't work out, you should just go. I may do that. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the, but, but it's there and several other restaurants are there. So that's, that's really nice. The Alabama Sports Hall of Fame is right there and the offices for the Southeastern Conference.
0: It just means more.
1: Yeah. There, so there's a top and there's a top golf, which is a, a yeah. big deal. I understand. That would so, be fun. Yeah. So there are some, some really fun things down there. Um, now I know there has been all sorts of chatter about you know hotels because the hotel the the hotels are a bit more of a distance out this year uh, and the, not the by our fault and, and and not wasn't by part anyone yeah yeah we lost yeah, four
0: hundred no. rooms due to a structural issue at the Sheraton four hundred
1: yeah right. so that's a that's, lot people right so that's not anything on the executive committee or it's nope. just one of those one of those things. Um so the Sheraton is having to to deal with all of that and it's changed and, and had some rooms yeah. having to open up but a little a little farther out.
0: Yes, but I did get confirmation this week and he said I could share it on the podcast. So you heard it here first. There will be shuttles this year.
1: There we go. It has
0: been confirmed by the executive committee to me and they said I could share it. So
1: there we go. Excellent. So this is one of those moments where I think all of us have to step back and realize that some years are just, you know, incredibly convenient. Everything is right there. Some years are a little harder than others. This may be even harder. So we have to step back and say, all right, how do we still come to this city, work together, um, leave the city, uh, with, you know, leave the city better than we found it and, and make it, make a great, um, impression, even in the moments, if we have to get up a little earlier to get there, you know, all of that. Yeah. Um, but I did, and I did get to, to see inside, see, you know, what, what it's going to be like. There are some interesting, uh, new, you know, features just because of the way things are laid out that I think could be pretty cool this year. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to that. So it'll, it, it, it will be, a year. I hope we, I still hope we have a big crowd. I know it's an off kind of an off year or what we call an off year in the election cycles. Um, but I hope that we have a big crowd this year.
0: Yeah. Well, there's, it's easy driving distance for a lot of people. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's an easy drive for a lot of Southern Baptists that live in a two to three hour radius of Birmingham. Uh, and you know, with no Tuesday night session, that makes it even easier. Yeah. So you're not having to go and, you know, stay out late and everything like that. So, uh, one thing, another thing that will be added this year, I don't know if they, they talked to you about it, Amy. Um, I'm talking to some of the folks at Lifeway to see how we can be involved in this, but there will be a sensory area uh, yes. for parents, uh, maybe with special needs child or, you know, moms, nursing moms, those kind of things. There will be a designated area underneath a really nice area, actually. Oh, um, it's very, it's that is, very, that nice. is going to be, yes. this is the first time we've had this type of area before. Uh, so this, this will be good. It's in addition to the kids, you know, there's the, the daycare and things like that. Um, the not daycare, but childcare, um, there is right. that as well, but, uh, this will be in addition to that, you know, there will be a, an area for, you know, a sensory room sensory setup, you know, for, uh, parents that maybe have, uh, special needs children or just children who are a bit rambunctious and need a place to, yeah, to be able or to go. Just
1: need, yeah. If you don't. Because we had years that we put the kids in the childcare and then there were times, you know, we brought them in with us and you had the, you have the stroller area, but in an arena setup, it's, it's a little more difficult to have. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't do that. And so what they are doing, um, I did get to, to see it. Uh, is really impressive. I like it a lot, and it's a great service. So, yeah. um, those families who think, "Well, we can't bring our kids," or really have any kind of particular needs, think, "Well, it's not going to work." Uh, that's that's not the case. There's yeah. a great, great setup. So, that's very exciting.
0: And hats off to the executive committee for doing this because as our convention gets younger, and and younger families start coming more, like we've seen over right. the past two or three years, these type of things are going to be needed more than. In the past, they are future focused in this and, and helping out and putting that up. So I, that was really good. I, it, it's going to be a, a different convention, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just going to be different than what folks are used to. So, you know, just come with an open mind, folks. Just know that hey, this won't be exactly like in anything that we've seen in the past. The arena setup will be a, a different visual for a lot of people, just because you know the the main sessions are in the arena instead of like a flat conference you know, center or something like that, convention center. Right. So that'll be a little different. But it also allow us to do some neater things, I think some neat things, uh, because of the arena-style seating. It's It feels a lot more intimate. Um, yeah. I remember last year, I mean, you're looking out over the sea of chairs, and it just seemed like it went on forever. I mean, it, you don't have that this year. It's Everybody's kind of close by. So it, it's right. going to be neat.
1: Yeah, so this is going to be good. And so we want to keep encouraging people. And even in the uh, the situation with the hotels, remember, if you're looking at hotel reservations, because reservations are still open and you look and you say, oh, goodness, um, the, the ones that are left are kind of a certain mileage out. Um, you need to still go in there and there are wait lists. There are lots of opportunities. Um, make your plans to come.
0: Yeah, we'll be looking forward to that in June. Can't wait just a few months away. So seven or eight months. Is is that about right, Amy? About seven Something or eight like months. Something, Something like, like that. Something like that. So we're about two hundred days out ish. Yes. So maybe Allison can give us the uh the exact number. We'll have to put her on that. She can uh, you know what? She should put a countdown up. We should have a <gasps> SBC annual meeting Twitter account. You know that is that S B C annual meeting Twitter account? It yes. should be like every day, It'd be like two hundred and twenty two days until SBC 19, 221 days until SBC. Like I should do that. That'd be kind of fun.
1: That sounds fun.
0: Yes. So yeah. there's a free, free I, tip, I, I wonder
1: if that sounds fun to everybody or just us.
0: It, it doesn't sound fun to Allison probably. She's like, right. dude, you are giving me work and it's probably not yeah. even her area. So anyway. Right.
1: All, right, All right. Well,
0: once again, want to thank our sponsor this week and every week. Located in Louisville, Kentucky, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary is committed to training future pastors, missionaries, and gospel leaders. You can learn more about undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral degree programs by visiting sbts.edu. I uh, Saw that our good friend Adam Greenway preached in chapel up there this week, so uh, that was kind of neat. And, Very cool. Um, you know, they they had their we talked about their trustee meeting recently and the the growth at the continued unprecedented growth, the 25-year anniversary for Dr. Moeller. So a lot going on up at Southern, and uh, glad to have them as the exclusive partner of SBC This Week. All right, Amy, on to the news. We have an update from Southwestern. Uh, May and June were pretty dominated by uh, news right. from Southwestern with the the dismissal of Paige Patterson. This week, the trustees moved to uphold the Patterson Firing and uh, to move forward, so Amy, give us the details.
1: Yeah, so this was a story. First of all, I wanted to say that the story by David Roach in Baptist Press, and we've got two stories. One is there, uh, the the release from their uh, communications office, and that went to Baptist Press, and also a story David Roach did. Um, but the. The first sentence in David's story says in a meeting characterized by unity despite differences of opinion. So that was part of the kind of the message out of the blocks that while there may have been some different viewpoints, there was a real desire for unity among the trustees. Um, but it does indicate that they voted to uphold the executive committee's decision in May, uh, which was to terminate the president. Um, that they were doing that from a referral that as we've talked about on here, uh, after the, the annual meeting, a referral that, that specifically asked that the whole board of trustees at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary consider revisiting their original decision concerning Dr. Paige Patterson. And so that's what they were doing. So this wasn't just a, uh, let's all talk about this. This was, um, was asked of them by the convention and said this was their response. We all get these referrals every year uh, for different things. It can be anything from, uh, we asked that you would consider doing, uh, that someone could ask that Lifeway consider having some type of curriculum and then Lifeway would come back and say, we, we think already that's have a great that idea. Yeah, y- yes. yeah, you say we already have that. Typically this is what that's it is. what it
0: happens. Somebody says, y'all should do this. And we go, we already do.
1: Right. Or so, you say, that's a great that's idea. That's a great idea. And, and, we'll look into and, it. Yeah. We're, yeah here's what we're do what we're gonna do or here's what we're going to look into um, so these referrals happen all the time but of course this was one that a lot of eyes were on this and that was their response was for the whole board to come together uh, revisit there was a motion to ratify those executive committee actions and And they adopted it on a voice vote. Um, Baptist Press estimated it as they said no more than four negative votes. So there were some negative votes in the room. But out of um, 34 trustees who were present, it was no more than four. Yes.
0: And uh, I do like this that Kevin Eckert made Bart Barber and Wayne Dickert. Both of those are uh, trustees. Bart from Texas, Wayne from South Carolina. He has made them available to the media to discuss this. So we're going to work on setting up an interview. I've already talked to Bart. He's on board. Uh, I've got to get in touch with uh, Wayne Dickard about that as well. So we will have interviews, exclusive interviews, maybe not exclusive. Everybody is open to them. So I don't know. Well, we will have interviews with them coming up. So yeah, stay tuned and- to SPC this week. We'll drop those special probably in the next couple of weeks. We'll drop special interview episodes with Wayne Dickard and Bart Barber
1: because they were made available to the press, David Roach actually was able, I think, to to talk with them or someone from, from BP and the uh, Southern Baptist Texan. And so it was an interview approved by the board. So you can go to the story and just read some of that. And it really starts to demonstrate that desire for unity despite... Um, despite differing opinions so i mean all eyes were on this meeting i know it was it, it mattered to southern baptists just across the board um and while i know it was very difficult uh, i think it was sort of settling for people to see the real desire for unity among the entire board
0: yes they also uh, laid hands on and prayed for the search committee um who you know they have pledged their support and prayer to. Uh, That committee being chaired by Danny Roberts, he reported that they've received dozens of recommendations during the initial period for receiving public input. They're working through those and uh, we'll reopen that if uh, they go through it and don't really find a candidate that they believe is uh, right for Southwestern. So uh, we'll see where they go with that. And also, Um,
1: can I just mention something else I noticed? They had a dinner called um, Tacos with Trustees, and I (sighs) love that.
0: Oh, I wonder if it was on a Tuesday.
1: Oh, I don't know. That's pretty awesome. Taco Tuesday
0: with trustees.
1: Yes. So it was an opportunity. They had tacos with trustees, dinner with an open mic night, student talent show, and then they had a faculty trustee dinner. But just there were a lot of opportunities, not just these meetings, but the trustees were able to spend time uh, with the campus. And I think that's cool. But kudos to whoever came up with that. I like that.
0: Yes. Tacos with trustees. I just tacos with Jonathan. I mean, I'm open to that. You know, I like tacos. Yeah. Um, All right. So, uh, some other news: the they accepted the recommendation of the academic administration committee uh, that they meet between now and the next board meeting to review urgent proposed changes to the seminary's curricula and present a recommendation to the executive committee for final adoption of those changes. Um, Unsure what that means, but urgent proposed changes to the curricula, uh, you know. Uh, Whatever that may mean, I I may be able to find out some more information uh, from Bart Barber. I know he's on the Academic Administration Committee. I think he chairs that as well, or has in the past. So we may be able to, whenever we talk to him, maybe we'll get some information on that. Also, Craig Blazing was promoted to Distinguished Research Professor of Theology and the Jesse Hendley Chair of Biblical Theology, effective immediately. Remember, Blazing stepped down as the provost earlier uh, on this fall. And then uh, then you were talking about the tacos with trustees, Amy. So yeah, very cool. Yep. And then one final matter of business that was discussed uh, per the BP release, um, a motion was made to sustain the action of the administration on a faculty disciplinary matter. Uh, that faculty member was not named in the the meeting, uh, but it came out later that Candy Finch had left the seminary. There's a story in Baptist News Global about that. Candy also put it out on her personal uh, social media platforms. So we assumed that that was the other piece of business that was handled at the trustee meeting. Uh, The trustees at Southwestern weren't the only ones that met this week. It was a big week on the campus of Midwestern. They dedicated the Mathena Student Center, Amy.
1: Yeah, there's a great picture in this story of of all of them cutting the the ribbon. And uh, it's exciting when, uh, in particular, a student center um, is an exciting building to kind of launch because it's certainly exciting to, to open up a classroom building, but then you reach you you're done and you're like ah okay let's go to class. But a student center has got so many components just to to live life and to be in community together. So I know they were very very happy yes um, to to do this, and so a lot of celebration at this trustee meeting.
0: Yes, it was, and I got a personal tour of that just earlier uh, this fall whenever we were up there uh, for chapel with Dr. Rainer. I think it was either at the end of September or the 1st of October. I can't even remember when we were there. It's just been a few weeks. And got a tour. It is phenomenal. I mean, first-class bookstore, coffee shop, uh the basketball court, racquetball courts, meeting areas, uh fitness area, all kind of, you know, game room, everything. It's it's top-notch. So, uh it it fits right in line with what our other seminaries have put out in the last few years. I know you guys redid your student center. It's phenomenal. Uh, you got the, you know, the big game room and everything, the, the, the new cafeteria I think you guys have. They have a cafeteria in this one as well. I know Southern has done a lot of work on the, the main student area there with the, the massive Lifeway store they've got at Southern. And Midwestern joins this list of schools You know, with, with great facilities. So, I mean, it, it's just yeah. a, an amazing thing. Congratulations to Dr. Jason Allen and the entire team up there at Midwestern.
1: Uh, They also elected Dale Johnson to the faculty as associate professor of biblical counseling. Um, He's been at Southwestern as an assistant professor of biblical counseling. He's now also the executive director of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. So uh, he will be joining the faculty. That was another piece of big news to come out of the week. And I believe there's one other thing that was discussed.
0: Yes, Dr. Allen gave an update on the seminary's accreditation status. Uh, he reported that a recent visit from a, uh, the regional accreditor, the Higher Learning Commission, went well, and he says that uh, he explained that items noted from the most recent site visit were well on their way to being resolved. Uh, they have a site visit next spring in February. Uh, they're fully accredited, but they're on notice with the Higher Learning Commission. So uh, there's an accreditation issue that they're working to resolve. And uh, Dr. Allen indicated that they are well on their way to resolving that. All right. And not to be uh, outdone, Amy, but another school had a trustee meeting this week, and that would be?
1: Southeastern. Yes. Southeastern Seminary. Yes, we did. Um, so it was a great, uh, great couple of days. We have trustees and uh, the Southeastern Society on campus at the same time, still waiting for uh, you to come uh, I to missed that. it again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I've got
0: these like this thing called work, you know, and I live what eleven hours away. I I know. How far a drive is it? Um, it's a nine hour drive. Nine hour drive. Okay, nine hour drive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um.
0: Send the southeastern jet over to pick me up, and I will come. All right.
1: You know what? I'm going to go ahead just in case and make sure it's clear that that was a joke that you just made. That there is no southeastern jet.
0: That's not what Bruce said.
1: There is no southeastern jet.
0: Okay. All right, all right. If you say so.
1: Um and uh so anyway, but we had a great a great couple of days. Becky Gardner stepped in uh in her first meeting as chair and did a wonderful job. She is really just a great leader and and very humble and um just focused on getting to the task ahead, uh really, really wonderful person to be around. So she did a, a phenomenal job in her first meeting in that role. Um the big big news uh was a new student ministry degree that was approved uh, a Master of Arts in Student Ministry that's in partnership with Student Leadership University in Orlando. So that's really exciting. The Jay Strax group? Yes. Okay. Yes. So and uh Brent Crow who is um a vice president there is doing a lot along with Scott Pace on our faculty here to sort of uh, put that together. Uh, and a few other things, um, just, a- a few other things, some doctor of ministry degrees, uh, granting Bruce Little the title of emeritus professor. Uh, so he's been professor of philosophy here for a very long time. He retired last year, um, and so he will be emeritus professor. So it was great. Then just some other uh, news that was announced, new trustees, other other things. Uh, so very nice couple of days here on the campus, um, and we enjoyed. We also had something really special and unique. I put it on Twitter that that happened here while the trustees and uh, Southeastern Society members were here. There's an exhibit that goes across the country called the wall that heals. And it's a uh, kind of a replica. I think it's at like three quarters, the size of the Vietnam veterans Memorial in Washington, DC. And it travels around on a truck and goes around to different towns all over the country. And um, so that people everywhere who may not be able to get to DC can go and visit it. And for the next uh, for the weekend, from uh, from Thursday through Sunday, it's at a park here in our town, very close to our home. And so the the wall was coming into town on the truck. And when that happens, and it comes into towns, there a lot of people will just go stand out. And it came right by campus. And so we had, um, a Southeastern society member, um, that was a veteran and, and some, some others. And so all of those folks were here and some students and it was driving by right after chapel. And so everyone left chapel and a huge group of people went out and stood on the street, uh, while it was driving by along with veterans kind of in a motorcade. So it was this sort of random thing that was happening at the same time, but our campus got to experience it and show that honor. It was a really special thing to be a part of. Um, So not really anything to be in the news release, but kind of a unique moment uh, for the week and very special.
0: It came to my hometown when I was in high school. Yeah. And I remember going out there and, um, you know, and going to see the the traveling Vietnam wall. So yeah. So we're going to go this weekend. Yeah. It, it, uh, it really, you know, helps put things in perspective a lot of times. So
1: right. Right.
0: All right, some news out of Texas, Amy. Some claims have been dismissed in the Paul Pressler sexual abuse case uh, due to statute of limitations. They have uh, thrown out some of the claims just basically because they don't involve the the parties and the, the statute of limitations has expired on the claims.
1: Yeah, so um, I actually haven't done a lot to look at this story that came out um, yesterday, but... It, as we see this with a lot of of similar lawsuits, you know, statute of limitations ends up being an issue. And so um, there were a number of people that were named in this in this lawsuit, a number of groups. Um, the Southern Baptist Convention was named Southwestern Seminary, uh, a few churches, lots of people. Um, and I know there were a number of different, uh, you know, defenses, uh on the parts of those different groups, but it seems that the statute of limitations uh, was the issue that the courts uh, went in you know, that the courts went with. Yeah, and here. remember,
0: this is a civil case, not a criminal case. Right. So while I think the criminal statute of limitations may not apply, it depends on the the state, depends in the state on of the, Texas, the, yeah, how things are written civil cases have different statute of limitation requirements and things like that. So, right. um, Right. Some of the charges are still going forward. Uh, and the claims, this was like partial. I mean, like there's like all these pieces and they said, all right, this chunk, this doesn't apply anymore. So let's take that out. And you know, they removed that they can appeal it, but it's been moved out. So we'll see where it goes from here. There's some legal wrangling going on with the judge as well. He's running for office or something. Um, and the, 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 the judge uh, that plaintiff, is in the case yeah, yeah the, the plaintiff's judge and the lawyer case, not... was trying to get uh, him uh, recused from the case i mean it's it's been a right. weird I've been following it it was on it was the, pretty complicated. In the the legal wrangling and it's it's way beyond my amateur right. matlock law and order law knowledge so
1: right it, it was a little complex um but it looks like there are a few things that are still uh in play um a libel case and and slander a breach of contract claim um but most of these are are there they had, there was an attempt to say the statute of limitations had not expired because um some of the issues were not apparent to the plaintiff, um, but the judge said no. I think, you know, he ruled that it was the statute of limitations had expired. So, again, um, this is something we followed off and on for a little while, and uh, it looks like that's where it lands. If anything pops up, we'll be sure to, you know, we'll be sure to, to give an update.
0: All right. We got some state convention meetings, Amy. We're going to the Great White North. The Dakotas celebrated their cooperative giving, increasing by 2%. This year, uh, that's an extra $25,000 that they are going to be sending on the second year in a row because the DBC churches have increased their giving.
1: Yeah, so they met in, uh, in Sioux Falls. Dave Miller was the keynote speaker. So they that's went straight big. to the top, let me tell you. Yes, former I mean, second vice president. What are you going
0: to do for 2019? I mean, right.
1: but yes. it's only
0: down from there.
1: Yes, former second vice president of the SBC, former president of the Baptist Convention of Iowa, and was president of the Southern Baptist Pastors Conference in 2017. So, pretty big deal um, for a keynote. And Danny Aiken was scheduled to speak, but was unable to make it. Well, um, I mean, he didn't want to play yes. second fiddle.
0: I mean, you know. Right. He, he couldn't, he could not force himself to, to have yes. to like open up for Dave Miller. I mean, like, there's just no right. winning for that, so
1: so he had now just to just to clarify, as it says in here, was unable to make it due to unexpected illness. Everything is okay. um It was just a uh, all the sort of normal seasonal issues, but hit at just the wrong time uh, to get on a plane and go try to speak right before a really big week of uh starting with trustees and ending with a family wedding, which is happening. Oh, that's right! Congrats uh, this Nate, week. By the way, yeah. So the
0: final Aiken wedding.
1: Yes. Yeah, so last week was a really tough time to get hit with all the sort of, you know, respiratory, you know, cold and things like that. And I think it just became clear that it was not going to be good to go traveling around the country and speaking. So he had to, to um, cancel a few different speaking engagements. Um, so he did not get to go to South Dakota, but Dave Miller was there and uh, he, he took care of it.
0: But the big news coming out was uh, going to move, uh, was the convention is moving to volunteer and contract field staff instead of uh, employees. So they're going to contract yeah. out the work so they can save money, they can train and develop pastors, and, and they can really have people that are in the trenches doing the work uh, for the state. So, I mean, it, it just fosters fellowship, fosters cooperation, and it saves the state money at the same time. And that's allowing them to increase to the uh, the twenty eight percent split. Uh, you know they, they've they've gone from um, sixteen, and they've gone up to, to twenty, and now they're up to, to twenty eight. So I mean, like they're they're really really clicking along. Um, so I mean they're they're getting you know we we talk a lot about this movement toward that fifty fifty. It's a lot harder for some of these smaller states, but whenever you're you're making you know wise staffing moves like they are, you know makes it a little bit easier so
1: yeah so their um, their budget uh, 5 hundred thirty three thousand that projected income that's fifty four thousand dollars more than last year's budget of four hundred seventy nine thousand um, and so they did that because so much more had come in than expected um, so they're just kind of adjusting uh, adjusting things in that way. Uh, so that was a big deal. And then the new officers are uh, Sean Donnelly of Black Hills Baptist Church in Whitewood. Uh, he was elected president. And then Jimmy Detman, pastor of Hills of Grace Fellowship in Rapid City, was elected Vice President Ernie Nelson, Pastor of Outreach Community Church in Box Elder. This, these are some really good town names. A recording secretary. And Karen Holmes from First Baptist Church of Wolsey. Wolsey was reelected Assistant, Secre- Assistant Recording Secretary.
0: So all the officers are from South Dakota. Just pointing right. it out. Not making a statement. Just pointing it out.
1: Because it's the Dakota Baptist Convention. They're not from North Dakota. Well, yeah, you're right. Th- the two of them. Because it would are be together. the two. So they're yeah. all from South Dakota. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. I've got to get up there sometime when it's in North Dakota because that's the only state that I've not visited. Oh. I've been in every state except for North Dakota. Well, I mean, so.
0: There's an airport right down the road. You were there this week. Yeah. Just take off. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was there okay. a lot. So.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Also up in the great white north, Montana, they had uh, their state convention annual meeting and 29 people across Montana stayed an extra day to do a crossover outreach event after the state convention meeting was over.
1: Very nice, yeah. So this was uh, something unique. 29 messengers assisted four of the Southern Baptist churches in Helena uh, going around canvassing neighborhoods, distributing flyers. I really like this idea. Uh, of kind of taking what we do on a national level and the state's doing this when they all come together. I like that.
0: Yeah. I think that's really cool. They are exceeding their CP giving by more than 20% this year, uh, which is amazing. They they've really cranked up the CP giving up in Montana. And uh, they've also approved a new convention initiative, Go Montana, which replaces the current Vision 2020 focus, I guess, because that's like two years away. And it's a little different, and uh, Go Montana is built around three emphases: going, telling, and serving. So uh, they're going to be, you know, pushing evangelism and everything in Montana. Cooperative program is up, uh, its highest ever, six hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars, up from five hundred ninety-four thousand and change last year. Some great giving going on up in Montana, and uh, they had Jeff Orge speak yeah. at uh, at this one. You know, there's know Dave Miller, but right, you know, that's that's a pretty nice for Dr. Orge to be up there. Uh, They passed a budget of $1.496 million, almost $1.5 million, uh, 780,000 anticipated from CP Gifts, the others from NAM, Lifeway, and some uh, other accrued interest uh, income sources. Uh, 25% will be allocated to uh, the Cooperative program on a national scale. That's the same. It's been since 2015. That's 195,000. So they may not be upping their percentage, but their giving is going up so much that it's going to, it's been upping the uh, the amount that they're giving. So uh, that works out as well. In the elections, Amy, who are our officers?
1: Chad Scarborough from First Baptist Church in Shelby, uh, elected president. Vice president was K.J. Ellington from Jordan Community Bible Church in Jordan. So they just have two officers. They were elected unanimously and without opposition.
0: All right. And they, they had a dessert fellowship. We need to go to Montana. Forget North Dakota, Amy. You need to go to Montana. What is they it about it? Like
1: we are, every episode, Angus Barn, Tacos with Trustees, Dessert Fellowship. It just, that's what I talked about. Restaurants in Birmingham. We need to have like an SBC food podcast.
0: I'm in, I'm in for yeah. that. There was one yeah. you were wanting to start a couple weeks ago, and I told you no way. Unless I got to ask a funny question, but you shot that oh, down. Oh, the so First ladies podcast? That was the First ladies podcast, Kelly yes. King? Oh, I would yeah.
1: love that. Yeah. I, I mean, I've already got what? I could have like 40... Actually way more because there were some presidents that had um that were widowed and so they had, you know, two wives. And so I mean you got like fifty you got a year's worth of episodes right off the bat.
0: Plus the mistresses.
1: Nope, not going there.
0: All right, well first ladies. Okay. Finally the Dove Awards. I was there in person. It's best highlight of the year. It's my birthday gift to her, basically, on my birthday, around my birthday every year. Last year was actually on my birthday, but uh she loves going to the Dove Awards, so we get tickets. And we go to the Devil Awards. Um Corey Asbury, Reckless Love was kind of the big winner of the night one worship album of the year, uh worship song of the year and song of the year. So uh that was a big one. Had some great performances. Natalie Grant's performance was the best one, I think. Oh, I um, bet she's by great. far. She's amazing. Oh my word, she's amazing. Um she was in Lifeway Chapel a few weeks ago and just killed it. And i was just like yeah. good grief woman you can sing. But uh yeah, she's so good. And uh but it was just a fun. It's always a fun night. You just we're sitting there with like all these people and we're sitting there talking to Trevin Wax after the show and Lauren Daigle's standing six feet from me chatting with her right. family. So I mean it was just one of those just really surreal evenings where I'm in places that, you know, I don't belong. But I I belong, but like it's like this is so not my league. So it's kind of fun. That's fun. fun. Beth yeah. enjoys it. But it was a it was Excellent. a fun night. It was a fun night. Good uh good concerts or you know, performances, whatever. And uh, just some, some people that we've heard of, some people that we haven't. And, uh, Very cool. And uh, it was neat. So Amy Grant was there, Amy.
1: Oh, that's a big deal.
0: Yeah. I didn't see Vince, yeah. though. I don't know if he was there or not. But Amy got yeah. a, uh, like a Lifetime Achievement Award type thing. So that was kind of cool. Uh, maybe maybe they'll add a podcast category next year, Amy, and we can win a double award. That'd be fun. But until then, we'll just have to, to wait to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds.
1: All right. We're going to go to 1951. Very interesting, um, really kind of an interesting just full issue of Baptist Press. Uh, but I want to go to this story. It's the next to last story. And it's uh, it says, King George acknowledges greetings from Southern Baptists. And so what happened was that Porter Routh, in June of that year in San Francisco, um, at the meeting, he he he. that sorry porter routh was reporting so messengers who attended the san francisco meeting in june had adopted a resolution to send the message of christian greetings to king george to his Majesty King George the Sixth, so this would be the father of Queen Elizabeth. If you, you know, if people have kind of, if they had followed that whole story, King Edward had abdicated, and then his brother, King George. Um, so this becomes, is not the
0: King George from Hamilton.
1: Correct. Okay. This would be the King George in 1951. So this is the father of the current Queen Elizabeth. So the messengers wanted to send, um, like, get well wishes to him. It took three months of correspondence and channeling through the State Department for them to get the message to the King that Southern Baptists were concerned that he had been reported physically ill. And then, and it was announced in Baptist Press in October of 1951 um, that the private secretary to His Majesty acknowledged receipt and appreciation of the greetings. So we found out, um, in nineteen fifty one around this time we found out that King George had gotten our message saying uh, get well soon now um this would have been' what? When I what
0: why why did we care enough to send i mean i I guess he's King George, but why did we care enough to send a sick. get well soon but did he die
1: he, he did he died in February after that
0: oh, all right, well, that's sad, yeah. That that it, story it took was a turn. Very, have me. you
1: not watched? Like, did you watch The Crown?
0: No, I didn't watch The Crown. It was boring and I turned or the it off.
1: Ki- or the, oh, or the King's Speech.
0: I no, it was boring and I turned it off.
1: Oh my goodness! Oh, I just we're not even gonna. Uh, <laughs> do you do any? Do you do you read anything about the royal family? It's no a big deal. It's the royal family. I'm not English. He was very good. He, he, there were a lot of great things about this king. And after his brother abdicated the throne because he married Wallace Simpson, an American, divorcee. And it was a, this whole thing that he said, I cannot be the king if I don't have uh, her by my side. So I'm leaving you. And it was this really devastating thing to Great Britain. King George stepped in and kind of brought stability. And But I guess we had some people that were very troubled. So... The editor of Dr. F. Townley Lord apparently addressed, he was president of the Baptist World Alliance at the time, so he apparently addressed the convention. And after, some people proposed the resolution that we send King George greetings and, you know, get well soon. And so we found out um, that he had gotten the message from us and that he appreciated it all this week in SBC history. All right. So, but there's a a story below that that's actually very interesting too that's about a guy named Alan Kennedy. I would love to find out if this guy's still out there Um, who was a Southern Seminary student by day and a Louisville, um, like, I don't know, he's like a homicide detective or something in the middle of the night. So Columbo went to
0: um, Southern.
1: So classes started at um, 8 a.m. in the morning. And then he would work from 4.30 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. He got assigned to murders, safe crackings. So it's kind of interesting thing. Vice and other police work. So he worked the 4.30 to 12.30 shift. Um, he would then go home and study from 1 to 3.30. And then he would sleep from 3.30 to 6.30. And he was a, a Sunday school teacher at Carlisle Avenue. Um, so that I find was kind it odd a, that
0: they listed his height.
1: He was a six-foot detective. It's pretty I cool. Mean, does,
0: does that mean that he had six feet? I mean, it's it's just odd know. that you would list somebody's height. The six one Director of Strategic Initiatives at Lifeway Christian Resources, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. Nobody puts height in there.
1: Well, they did. So. Apparently anyway, so. Anyway, that's interesting. So to, to the I'm whole, having issues you know, with
0: this issue of Baptist Press.
1: Uh, I know. I know. But it's interesting. So... The the detective story is interesting, so check it out.
0: It's like we're on a word count and he's like, I need two more words. Give me the I need a I need an adjective. Six foot. That, that'll a, work.
1: I wanna know if Alan Kennedy is still out there. Okay. And I want to hear about his like his ministry. What did he do? He said, My eight years as a policeman made me see the need for more religious teaching in the world. It seemed to me that if the world were Christian there would be little need for policemen. So he was going to be a policeman with ministry training. So. Okay, so
0: he'd been a policeman for eight years. So right. probably around thirty. To
1: go right,
0: right. So, and this is 1951. He was 32. So was, he was 32. So, um, and he was six foot tall. Um, so he was, so that 90s was 67. Now. He was 32. I mean, he'd yeah, have be 99, Amy. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's not out there, but I'm not feeling that it's very likely. Maybe
1: family members or something like that. Anyway, it's very interesting. Does anyone know
0: the double life seminary student, Alan Kennedy? I don't know.
1: Maybe if we get if 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 some of our Southern seminary friends, Adam Greenway, Colby Adams, Dr. Moeller, I know you listen to this. no, I, they, they could go see if, did he graduate, did he finish? We should learn more about this police detective.
0: All right, that'll bring us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is The Saints of Zion. It's a new book, An Introduction to Mormon Theology by Travis Kearns. It's from B&H Academic. Just came out a couple of weeks ago. I got a copy of it uh, in my hands at the house the other day. So I highly recommend it. There's an article on Facts and Trends this week. that was an excerpt of it as basically, Are Mormons Christian? And so there's a, it's a great little article, an excerpt from the book talking about that. There's been a lot of discussion about uh, Mormonism in the past few years, uh, both in the media in politics, and politics and also in the church. So I highly recommend new book from Travis Kearns. He's the uh, Sin City missionary to Salt Lake. Oh, yeah. He's got his PhD in Mormonism. I mean, this guy is like the leading Christian theologian, talker, you know, thinker on Christians and Mormonism. So Go out, check out the book, especially if you've got Mormons in your context. Um, I, I hung out with a couple of church planners from Salt Lake just a couple of weeks ago. Learned so much from those guys uh, about yeah. what, they, what they battle with and everything. So um, just a, a great little book. Go check it out, The Saints of Zion by Travis Kearns.
1: Excellent. Uh, My resource of the week is a uh, documentary that I haven't seen yet, but it's been recommended to me, and I'm going to to try to watch maybe in the next week. Uh, You can rent it on Amazon Prime. So it's not one of the Prime um, that just comes free if you have it, but you can rent it for uh, $4.99 on there. Or you can get the DVD. It's called Many Beautiful Things, and it's the story of Lilius Trotter. Who was a um, incredibly gifted artist in uh, in England, and she was encouraged to give herself to her art that she could be one of the greatest painters ever. And she uh, chose to walk away from that opportunity to go uh, be a missionary to Algeria. So um, for years, I've known about her. I have a book that has a lot of her paintings in it. Um, but this is a, a, a documentary I've heard is just wonderful about her. It's narrated by, for those who maybe were Downton Abbey fans, it's narrated by Michelle Dockery. Um, Which one was she? I think... I think she was Mary in oh, Downton Abbey. Yeah, um, okay. but just a really beautiful like voice, you know. I did watch um, Downton Abbey. Abby. Yeah, so uh, so really beautiful voice that that she has, and and so I I heard about it a few weeks ago, and I am wanting to check it out. So I thought I would go ahead and recommend that.
0: All right, Amy, that's going to do it for us this week. I've got a busy week again next week. We're headed to uh, Virginia next week. Nice. Dr. Rainer and I going to see good friend of the pod, Brent Hobbs. And uh, Dr. Leonard is speaking out there in in, uh, the Chesapeake, Virginia area. So looking forward to being out there. And, um, you know, just uh, it's always good to to travel and and see people, you know, going to people and and speaking at places where you know people. So those are all exciting. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Never been to that area of the country before.
1: Are you serious? never been out there. Oh, I've got some good recommendations for you. Never been
0: out there. My brother lived out there for a couple of years. He was at um, one of the naval bases out there. And, yeah, um, and but uh, I've never been out there.
1: So here are my recommendations. Okay, um, for you for lunch. I think we're flying uh, Ta- to
0: Norfolk, so Norfolk.
1: Yeah, so for lunch, uh, Taste Unlimited, which there are Taste Unlimited locations all over. It's a it's it's in the Hampton Roads area. It's just like a, a re- local chain. Um, incredible like sandwiches and stuff. Um, there's a restaurant called Surf Rider. And the original Surfrider, which I can send you the address, it's in Norfolk. That's the best. It's an amazing seafood restaurant.
0: Oh, Dr. Rainer likes seafood. That'll work.
1: Yeah. And um, there is a gourmet popcorn store that my, uh, I had a, a retina specialist, a doctor, that was like one of the best eye doctors on the Eastern Seaboard. And he also is a small business owner and owns a popcorn store that's amazing. It's called Jody's Popcorn. So you have to try that. Or those of you who live in the area, check that out. They have yes. the best stuff.
0: And for more recommendations like this, visit sbcfoodthisweek.com. Um,
1: coming soon.
0: Coming soon. Yeah, for real. My goodness, we have talked more about food on this episode. I've got to get home, get some dinner. Um, yeah. <laughs> man, get me hungry now. So yeah. So uh, yeah, that'll be fun next week. So Norfolk. So that's what I've got going on. Amy, you got anything coming on at Southeastern soon? Uh, probably a preview day rescheduled from the hurricane, right?
1: Right. So our college preview day is November second. That was that's already been uh, in the plans, and then we have um, a seminary preview day on November 9th. Yeah. So, so that's in a rescheduled state those conventions. The, the, the
0: hurricanes. I met a lot of people yes. this past week impacted yes. by uh, the hurricane that came in earlier. Uh, this fall up there and uh, you know continue to pray to to help out send relief uh the florida baptist disaster relief alabama georgia they're all helping out down there so uh continue to pray and to to give if you can to go if you can uh for all the hurricane michael cleanup you know the hurricane out there in in north carolina as well so been a a couple of rough hurricane seasons so
1: yes uh, very difficult so.
0: so all right well that'll do it for us this week thanks for joining us we'll see you next week
1: see you next week